Hi, everybody. This is Mark Lewandowski with Mind Your Business. What is Mind Your Business? It is a website full of great content and podcasts that come from real world experience, not a bunch of crap you read in a textbook. Listen, folks, this is 30 years of me running businesses, businesses that I started from scratch or that I was hired to help run. This is real world great nuggets of knowledge. The whole idea of Mind Your Business is for you to build your personal capacity. It's your ability to make an impact in your world, whether it's an organization, whether it's a club, whether it's within your family, or anything you do, can you make an impact? And the answer is yes, but every day you've got to get better. You've got to get stronger. It's just like being an athlete. You, you build your muscles, you build your endurance. Well, in business, you build your knowledge, you build your experience, you build your expertise, and then you take that to the marketplace. That is how you build your capacity. Now, who should be listening? There's not a soul out there that can't benefit from this content, but let me tell you, out of 10 people, everybody's going to get a different nugget out of every piece of content. So when you're listening to this, listen for the stuff that really resonates for you. And then send me a message. Connect with us. Be engaged. Let us know what's working for you and what you need more of. This is going to be a great, great adventure for all of us. And I'm very excited that you're a part of what we're doing. Hi, everybody. This is Mark Lewandowski with Mind Your Business. I'm in a very special place today. I'm in New York City. I'm actually sitting in Central Park. So through this podcast, you may hear a host of different kinds of noises, from music in the background to children playing to people playing ball. But I'm with a very special guest. I'm with a person who in the last five years has lived in Oxford, England, Nairobi, Kenya, Tanzania, San Francisco, and now he lives in the Upper West Side of New York City. I'm with Jacob Lewandowski. Jacob, welcome. Oh, hello. Thank you, Mark. I'm glad to be here. So the reason that we wanted to get together to talk today is I recently got a an email from a listener asking, hey, I really want to break into international business. I'm having trouble breaking into uh, a business that allows me to go all over the world. And as I thought about answering him, I started thinking about you and your travels all over the world from Nairobi, Kenya, to China, to India, to, um, to Eastern Europe. And it's more than just wanting to have a job. So I wanted to start with a few questions. First of all, Jacob, before somebody really reaches out and gets a job doing an international, I think they must think about their own personal characteristics and who they are. I think they first have to know a little bit about themselves. Yeah, absolutely. I think the, um, the most important thing that I would say for developing the type of kind of character that would make you a successful international business person is really developing your capacity for empathy. Uh, as I travel around the world, as I interact with my colleagues in China, my colleagues in India, my colleagues in Africa, my colleagues in Europe, it's a whole host of perspectives on different aspects of the world, structures of government. There's, there's a whole host of varieties in terms of ideology and thinking and when you want to interact with these people and move together toward a common goal, being able to see their perspective is incredibly valuable. So obviously we in the United States, we come from a very Western mindset, very capitalist centric. And when we're trying to 
build these kind of big global organizations or work with partners who, you know, manufacture goods in China or who distribute through, you know, the subcontinent of India. There's always going to be some kind of difference in opinion, difference in mindset, different in approach to both business as business and work in, you know, the lifestyle that the professionals in that area have. So being able to get yourself out of your presuppositions and the bubble of thinking to be able to put yourself in the mind of the people who you're going to be working with goes a really long way and keeps you from coming off as the arrogant American American that we are. How might a person start, let's say they live in the middle of the United States or they live, they live in Texas or they live in Wisconsin or even in California or New York. How does a person start the process of that kind of thinking? Well, I think there's a couple ways you can do it. I think the the benefit of living in the United States is that we are such a melting pot, and even places like Springfield, Missouri, or Cheyenne, Wyoming have massive diversity in their populations, and you can spend time interacting with people who come from a different background. Now, even if you are in more of a homogenous place, just exposing yourself to new ideas, to different ideologies, uh, will go a long way. So there's plenty of literature that you can get into that will help you think outside of whether it's a liberal bubble or a conservative bubble from a political standpoint or from a Western educational bubble. There's tons of access to content online these days and, you know, through all kinds of digital books. There's really no excuse not to be educated in other ideologies and the ways that you know, large parts of the world think and behave and believe. And I think you can do that pretty easily, but there's no substitute for actually interacting with those people. So, so when we, when we think about selling a product to a person, we, we try to examine the whole persona of that person. What are they socio, what's their socioeconomic status? What's their age? What's their income? What's their fitness level? I mean, all sorts of host of things. You've touched on just a few, uh, on the persona of a person that might make a great international business man or woman. What other things from an intellectual perspective, maybe just the capacity to think differently as a business person, what else could they really do to get ready to be someone that does well in international business? Yeah, I think, I think being able to try different strategies, to be able to evaluate whether the strategies worked or not, and then change your behavior accordingly. A very scientific approach to an example like, let me, let me use communication as an example. So I have to interact with people all over the world, different time zones, and sometimes I do that from here in New York. And with some cultures, I employ a strategy of always setting up the meeting in advance, sending an agenda in advance, and then recapping that agenda in email after that meeting takes place. Now, some cultures don't work well with that kind of structure. Some cultures need to be called on the spot into a meeting, discuss what it is that we discuss, and that's how you get a hold of somebody. You can't put a a calendar invite three days down the line and expect somebody to come and attend that meeting via video call or Skype call or whatever. It's just not how their culture works. So being able to try different strategies with different people, 
in terms of communication to see what is effective and how you can do that more effectively with different groups. Just one example of being ready to try different strategies to make yourself successful, understanding that one group may not react the same way to how you've been taught to do a PowerPoint presentation in your marketing class, for example. There are certain cultures where you might ask a person something and their immediate answer is yes. You'll get yes, 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 and then they don't follow through. And so you really have to learn that culture and be able to deploy multiple strategies to really get the result you want, not just the answer you wanted, because the answer doesn't necessarily become the result you want. Yeah, exactly. So in some, in some particular instances, I will structure always in the middle of a meeting five or ten minutes for feedback from every single person in the meeting, and I will spend time asking each individual person around the table about their perspective and providing them a way that they can speak up about what that perspective will be. Um, if you don't provide that context, a lot of these cultures have been you know, raised in a very top-down manner where me coming in as the manager, presenting an idea that's expected to be the law of the land going forward. And that's not really what I want. I want collaboration. I find value in bringing my ideas and combining those ideas with people who actually have the cultural context who are living in that place every single day. But maybe there isn't a culture around speaking up when they think an idea isn't a good one. So I have to create that, you know, that kind of feedback mechanism, just as you mentioned, it's incredibly important. We were just talking, you and I, the other day about the three blind man strategy, where uh, three people in a room see one scenario. One sees it as a wall, one sees it as a tree trunk, and the other sees it a rope. It's the blind man, depending on what part of the elephant he's touching, is his perspective, is his reality. And so what you're really speaking about is that you have to, as a business leader, within the international, the challenges and the changes of different uh, cultures determine what is it that they actually perceived happened at that meeting. Mm -hmm. So communication becomes an absolutely critical item. Yeah, absolutely. As well as flexibility. Oh, you have to be incredibly flexible. And one of the, one of the areas that I work on the most is building consensus to get our teams to move forward, to achieve a common goal together. Um, and you might think that you know, driving the bottom line or maximizing profit is something that people can really rally around. But when you get in the trenches, there are lots of different competing things that are going on. And so establishing that kind of cohesive direction and really pulling everyone in the organization into a place where they can move in that direction, helping them find what that attach point is, you know, maybe, you know, kind of in the example of the wall or the trunk or the rope, people see something differently, but you've got to figure out a way to motivate people to see the opportunity that's there in a way that's really powerful to them. And that's, you know, that's the real challenge for these business leaders these days is getting everybody aligned to move forward without it just being a top-down command for people to do so. Tell me, let's talk a little bit about the rewards. What has been maybe your one or two greatest rewards for being all over the world and working with an organization in which you're touching lives all over? Well, yeah, I think being able to see the perspectives of people all over the world, to get to feel and sense the desires and the goals and the dreams of people who are in developing economies and who are advancing their life in an incredibly meaningful manner and going from you know, a place of almost no kind of power consumption to a world where they're actually able to provide educational resources and productivity resources to their family. It's been incredibly rewarding. And so just getting to partner with 
a globally diverse group of people to move towards that goal, to see the perspective that the Chinese engineers bring and that the distribution people in India and Africa and some of the marketing people who are worked with, worked with Coca-Cola and Unilever on these big pan-African projects coming together, bringing those diverse perspectives and focusing on you know, this, this global problem that we're, trying to be, that we're trying to solve has been incredibly rewarding. And I'm exposed and can learn from even more perspective than I could in you know, the traditional corporate environment here in the U.S. I'm getting you know, wildly different diversity in terms of the ideas and thoughts and experiences, and that's helping me to build an experience portfolio and really learn from the people who've gone and done these things in places where I could never go and do marketing Pan-Africa, you know, without having some kind of real deep exposure to that. So, you know, I'm just, I'm exposed to a broader variety. I'm exposed to new experiences and I'm really learning and trying to, you know, suck, soak up like a sponge, all of the learning from my colleagues around. Um, and it's been incredibly invaluable. It's amazing for you to, uh, talk like that. I mean, the whole idea of this type of series, Mind Your Business, is to be around and hear from people that are constantly learning. The person that's not constantly learning is not constantly moving. They're not going to be successful in the future. No matter how successful they've been in the past, that success is exactly that in the past. So it's, it's wonderful to hear you talk about how you're learning from those people that have gone before you. You, let me ask you, what what would you say has been maybe the greatest unexpected challenge you've had to overcome? I think the time is a big challenge. I think the uh, departure and the amount of time that you spend away from family um, just provides a little of, of extra stress that you have to be intentional to resolve. So you know, we think about the ability to travel around the world, to go and see and visit and experience new places, and it's a huge positive. Um, but there's a lot of time that's invested in that. So if I'm you know, traveling to a place like Kenya, it'll take me 24 hours to get there, then there's a time difference that I have to adjust to. And just getting there and back takes time and is taxing on the body, taxing on the mind. And I'm spending all of that time away from my family and um, that can be a real challenge. Then when I'm there, seven hours ahead or eight hours ahead of U.S. East Coast time, the office in the U.S. is still working at its normal hours. And so my workday expands greatly when I'm traveling because I'm <laughs> awake early working with that office there. Then the U.S. comes online and I'm expected to still participate in the meetings that I have standing and, and that sort of thing. Um, so that's a bit of a challenge. I think understanding that when you travel, you're not traveling for vacation. And it's definitely not the same as a business trip. You know, your business trip is structured in a particular way. Uh, it's very different than a vacation. And I get to spend you know, very little time actually vacationing when I'm traveling. Uh, that's a challenge. So let's, let's pull this together. Let's say that you spend five, six, seven, eight years on the road traveling internationally. How do you leverage that experience to change forever your long-term career? Mm -hmm. How do you make that become something very, very valuable for the next 30 years instead of just super exciting during the time you were traveling? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think part of the benefit of getting to be physically in these places is you really learn and go deep in the markets that you travel to. So somebody who's you know sitting in, in the Midwest in America who wants to learn in depth about manufacturing procedures and protocols in China can get a certain level of that learning 
through textbooks and through access to, to media, but going there, making contacts, understanding who's generating the knowledge, who's generating the insights in that market is incredibly valuable because when you come back, you can stay plugged in to those sources of learning and those sources of understanding. So I have made professional colleagues and you know partners outside the organization in countries all over the world who I can go to specifically when I need a real rich insight of what's going on into that market. And I know the content that they're reading. I know where that information is coming from. And then I understand also a little bit of the context of what's going on in that particular business environment. So I actually have kind of a, a part of my brain that's staying in these areas and I can quickly access really relevant information just by typing an email to a contact or a colleague. So you can build that network through business school, through some type of club. You know, there are ways that you can get access to different perspectives in different countries through kind of building your network locally. Um, but I've just done that at a really high leverage uh, scale by being able to travel to all of these places and build the relationships and networks that I've been able That's to build. That's just absolutely fantastic answer. In fact, I was going to throw in a bonus on you out of the questions that we had kind of thought about in advance, so I'm going to do it since you brought it up. You know, just recently, within this year, your alma mater from business school was ranked number one in alumni connection around the world. U.S. News and World Reports ranked Oxford University number one. Not everybody gets to go to Oxford. How does a person leverage relationships domestically if they don't have the opportunity to go overseas? And finally, you might want to just comment, uh, if a person has a chance to go to the very best business schools in the world, even though it's going to be more money than their state school, Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts regarding that? Yeah, definitely. So I'll take I'll take them in order. So the first one, in terms of leveraging a network and building a network, even if you might not have the opportunity to go to one of these places, I think you can be intentional and build a network wherever you are. It just takes effort and courage to step out and do that. You know, I have never sat down to have a conversation with someone from a different culture and respectfully asked them if they would share a bit about their background with me. I've never been turned down in that kind of a scenario. I find that particularly people who have immigrated to the U.S. or immigrated to Europe or are traveling and visiting, they love sharing their perspective with other people so that they can gain back a different perspective as well. So I think... Anyone who's intentional about building networks with people who are international, going to meetups or joining Facebook groups or going to the library for certain events around you know, business in India or business in Europe, I think there are plenty of opportunities for people who are hungry for that, who are willing to put in the work and who are courageous enough to step out and have a conversation with somebody who might have a completely different perspective with them. Just being able to get out of that kind of comfort mentality of I get in my car and I go to the office and this is what I do and these are my friends, continually pushing outside of that network, that's an easy way for you to build bridges into you know other ideologies. And so that's how I would answer the first part. And then in terms of the second part, for me, it has been 100% worth it, um, spending the money to go and get an experience that was really unique. And as you mentioned, I went to University of Oxford, and it was very important to me to get out of the country that I'm from, I'm from America, to get 
into a place where I was subject to an incredible amount of perspective. And so that meant that, you know, for me, going to Oxford, being in a class that was small but represented by 60 different nationalities, that was what I was looking for. And there are schools in the U.S. that bring a really great element of that, too. Um, doesn't have to be Oxford. doesn't have to be one of these really elite-level schools. You can find a school who's got a core value around bringing in different perspectives from around the world. Maybe you do a semester in Singapore or a semester in Hong Kong or a semester in South Africa. There are lots of those programs that are available where you can really invest time in a new market, in a new culture, really getting that perspective. Um, and for me, you know, going and spending the money to get that experience. It has forever changed my life and it will continue to do so. So I can't recommend it enough. It's really investing in yourself. And I know that that's something that you talk about a lot on Mind Your Business. It's the ultimate way that you can invest in yourself is taking yourself out of the corporate trajectory that you're in, putting yourself in a year or two years of real focused learning where all you're doing is soaking up, exposing yourself to new ideas, learning new things. It's been incredibly valuable for me. Fantastic. I can't begin to thank you enough. You spent all this time all over the world as well as the time and money to study at the University of Oxford and to gain these insights and then to turn around and freely share with everyone listening to this. It is really something special. I would like to say thank you so much for your time. Yeah, you're so welcome, Mark. Thank you very much for giving me the opportunity. I'm really super aligned with what you're trying to do with Mind Your Business. I think it's wonderful. Because I'll let you say it. You know that luck is not a strategy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, this is Mark Lewandowski thanking you for joining me today. I'm really excited that you're enjoying the content. It means a lot to me. And I want to encourage you to go deeper into this content by visiting my website at marklewandowski.com. On that website, you're going to find more information like blog posts and all of the other topics we've talked about thus far. And while supplies last, I'm going to give you a copy of my book called Rattle Your Cage. It is a bestseller, and it's an idea stimulator. It's designed to help you kickstart your ideas, get more and more out of your day, more and more out of the way you think, and I'm excited about it. So go onto my website, go to the Connect section, fill in the information, and I'll send a book to you right away. Again, thank you for being a part of the special things we're doing. Tell your friends and your family members where you're getting this good content, and remember that some is not a number. Soon is not a time, and damn it, luck is not a strategy.